Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Oye, mi gente, I just want to give you a heads up. The program you are about to hear may have some explicit language. It may not. It also depends on where the vibes and the spirit leads us. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Morenita, a deep dive into the Latinx experience. With Morenita, we want to create a community and a shared space with you while sharing knowledge and inspiration. This show is about celebrating our culture with guests who exemplify the best of us. I'm Darlene Castillo, y te invito. All right, y'all. This week, you have to use your imagination. Imagine you are brought to a country thinking that you are just going for a vacation, just to visit some family and see the sights. Now imagine you never ever go back home without any explanation from anyone around you and you yourself finally coming to the realization that this vacation place, this place you were supposed to just pass by is now your new home on top of this new home that you must adjust to, you then come to find out later in your life that you are actually undocumented. This place that you have worked years into trying to recreate as your home, you were never even invited to stay. A seat at the table was never even prepared for you. Rafael Agustin, TV writer from the award-winning show Jane the Virgin, shares with us in this incredible interview a memoir that he has written called Illegally Yours. This book gives us a front seat into Rafael's experience on how he accidentally discovered he was undocumented and how this changed everything he thought he knew about himself and his family. It challenges the question, what does it mean to be an American? For me, after reading it, the question that landed heavy was, who is the American dream really for? 
Okay, I'll drop the serious tone because honestly, this book, though it made me tear up multiple times, it also made me laugh out loud, LOL. You'll get it as you keep listening. But like, seriously, Raphael's writing is next level. I don't know how someone can take something so traumatic, something so scary, something so heartbreaking and turn it into a comical, heartwarming masterpiece. I think what truly makes it comical is its honesty. Some of it really makes you repeat to yourself, damn, this really happened? Illegally yours is nothing but honest. And Raphael's words hit you in so many ways and they come from so many angles, you don't even see it coming. So prepare yourself for this one. The ride through illegally yours. Te invito. Oye, welcome to Morenita. Oh my God, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's so exciting. I am so excited because, um, well, being a fan of your work, and then so to see your name pop up in my email from my manager, I was like, oh, Rafael wrote a book? <laughs> um, I did, it's crazy. It's incredible. Um, it's called Illegally Yours, um, and it's a memoir. And um, first off, the cover okay can we talk about the cover the storytelling because this is this is it's eye-catching thank you you know believe it or not that's the first picture my parents and i ever took in this country together so when we started discussing the cover i said i'm not sure what we can do but i want this picture to be used uh and then when we use that picture I said I wanted to cover my parents' eyes in a way of trying to protect their identity. Mm. And then the idea of doing it with the stars, with the stars from the American flag worked so well because not only are you hiding their identity, but it's clear they have like the American dreams in their in their sights. In their right? eyes. It's yeah. perfect. I already like I knew what I, I already knew what I was getting right when it landed in the lab. <laughs> um and then I, I mean and by the way, I was emo before emo was a thing. Look at that face. <laughs> So, I mean, I opened the book and um, I was really busy and I'm, I'm the kind of reader where like I read seven books at a time. I don't know if, oh, wow. if you know, I read and then I never finish them. They just, oh, you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of rotate, you know, yeah, I was very impressed by your reading skills. Um, my mom is a writer. So like, you know, I would just read and read and read growing up and um I don't know. I just, I guess as I got older, I'm like, oh, I'm bored with that book. Let me like, you know, move on and move on. Oh my and God. I sat down with your book and I read it in two days. Um, oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you for saying um, that. It's so good, Rafael. I mean, I laughed a lot. I even wrote, I'm trying to like find like little spots. I wrote like LOL in all the places <laughs> that I thought were really funny. And then I stopped writing LOL because like after every sentence, I was like, okay, okay. It's giving comedy. It's giving comedy. It's giving... Um, just so many like memories for myself um, within wow. my family and within my friends' stories and my family's stories. Um, and then it's giving tears. You like hit me with the left punch on that one. I was like crying in bed, and my fiance's <laughs> like, "Are you crying?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like it got me. Um, well, for, first and foremost, let me say that it was very important to me that I wrote it as a comedy. Uh, I think so many times we have like trauma porn in our in our TV and our books and the woe is me narrative, but that's not our community. We're mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we go through hardships and yeah, there's some very, very tough circumstances that we have to overcome, but we always find the joy and the humor in life. And that's what I wanted to like incorporate in the book. Like despite how terrible our existence as undocumented Americans were in the United States, mm. we still laughed and had so much fun. <laughs> You definitely did. <laughs> and I, I'm just, um, before we dive into what the book is about, I'd love for you to let me and the listeners know, because um, it was just something that immediately came to my mind while I was reading it. I just was, what drew you to write the book? Was this a COVID project? Was this uh, something you've been working on for years and years and years? You've just been writing little pieces here and there. What led you to finally, you know, do the thing? Wow, I feel like my entire career um, 
can be summarized by me insisting on writing myself into existence mm. ever ever since I was like at UCLA and I was like not getting by the way I went to UCLA on an acting scholarship quickly realized there were like no rules for like minorities let alone Latinos and Latinas so I started that's how I became our playwright that's how I started writing stuff um so even back then I used to just have the mantra I have to write myself into existence and this book was actually a TV pilot from many years ago it was like realizing that i wanted to tell my parents story my journey of coming to the united states my journey of discovering that i was undocumented while in high school like super late in the game uh when i decided to write that as a tv pilot that script is what made me a sundance institute episodic fellow that script got me my first hollywood tv agent that script got me in my first tv writers room that script got me my first TV cell with CBS Studios. Um, and then, you know, you go through the system and sometimes projects get picked up or they or they die in development. And when that script didn't move forward to a TV show, I, I kind of felt like I felt like the story was too important not to share. So I was like, that's OK. If it's not a TV, I'll just write it as a book. And there's so much there were so many anecdotes that I couldn't tell in the pilot that we were writing that I figured that maybe the book is the best way of telling the story. And then you're right, it was because of COVID, it's because of the great pause. It was the the world coming to, to a halt and me realizing, oh, I've been like in this rat race for so long. I've been working nonstop for like four or five years. What, what do I want my legacy to be on this earth? What do I want to say? And what do I want to leave behind? That's when I went back to the the TV pilot and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to write that as a book. And I created a book proposal. I got a book agent, a badass Latina from New York. Yes. Uh, and then um, we, we got a book deal out of it. And yeah, it, it, honestly, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't know if I would have had the time to sit down and write the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of us artists definitely felt a lot from being impacted from COVID and what that really did for us and sitting in silence kind of, and, and what are we going to do now? Kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, in your words, I just, I just, cause I'm, I mean, I could sit here and talk about the book chapter by chapter. I could sit here and talk about the book <laughs> word for word, but LOL. I'm LOL, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm curious, um, in your words, like what is, what is illegally yours? about it you know um i describe it as a comedic coming of age memoir about an all-american family that just happens to be undocumented that's the thing like i really wanted i say general market audiences but you know white people i wanted white people <laughs> to read to read this book and be like oh my god this family sounds just like mine or at the very least i can relate to their hopes their dreams aspirations and everything um, you, you know, my, my, my framing device was always like, my, my life felt like a sitcom growing up. <laughs> so how, how does that sitcom play out? Right. That, that was how I wanted to write and attack the book. And, um, there's one thing that I didn't mention that I really loved about your book. Um, you teach in, in the book. There is a lot of, ah, the squinting. Raphael, mm -hmm. I made Raphael squint. Um, <laughs> what, do you, no, what do you mean by I that? mean, there's a lot of educating and teaching moments that I think, um, yeah, I think a white audience can benefit from, but I also, <laughs> I also think our community can benefit from as Latine people yeah, 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 and, yeah. and, and Amer you know, American Latine people. I think um, something that really fascinated me about you, Rafa, and can I call you Rafa? Yeah, of course. My family calls it Rafa. Okay. Something that I really connected with you about and something that I was very surprised about, and, I, and I've been speaking about it with my fiance here, he's Colombian and with his family, but I related so much to this sense of awareness that you've always had in your book, in, in, your, in your life. And something that like really stuck out to me was a sentence that you had mentioned when you had landed in Madrid. Finally, I won't I won't uh, spoil the juice, but it's a, it's a juicy story that, you know, you ended up in kind of immigration jail and um, you that finally sure were ever you finally were able to um, go to you know Madrid and, and, and land there and, and walk outside. And 
you had a very open-eyed realization of the white Taurus all around you and the lack of um, color. Yeah. Just in that moment. And there's so many moments of this in the book that I don't know why it just really stuck out to me because as I mean, me being brown and I used to travel a lot when I was younger and my, and I have family in Spain. So I remember that same moment you're talking about and being like, oh, where is everybody? Because it's something that I've always questioned for myself. And I even asked my parents, like, how did you instill that awareness in me? What is that? And where did that come from? And I'm curious for you, mm. where do you think that came from for you? Because it's something that, yeah, it can be, it can be taught, but it's something to me that I think it's more felt. Wow. I have to say that probably comes from my mom. My mom loves everybody. She has such a big open heart that I, like, it was hard for me to, to make those barriers for myself with people of different, you know, ethnicities and color in my life. To me, they were all my brothers and sisters. Um, but you, you hit on something in the book that my my book editor tried to get me away from but because it was so much easier for me to frame this book as the lessons that i learned right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what i wanted to share and she was like no that's boring you have to, <laughs> you have to like hide that within the storytelling so it's funny that you picked up on that because the every chapter i was like what did i learn from all this you know yeah. um but i have a a great friend and mentor his name is jose antonio vargas uh Pulitzer Prize winning on, he came out as undocumented on the cover of Time Magazine, right? F Filipino American. Um, he told me the problem with people like us, like the people who are socially conscious, the woke, right? Is that we tend to lead with our politics because we enter rooms where there's no one else like us. So we kind of like overcompensate. So early, early on, he always told me it's important that people like us lead with our hearts and not our politics. Mm. And that's what this book was for me. I was like, how can I lead with, imagine talking about immigration and talk about undocumented Americans. It's already so like politically charged that it was important to lead with my heart. It was important to lead with the humor and the comedy so that it's easier for everyone else who might not be undocumented or might not have anybody who's undocumented in their family can come to this story and see us as people, mm -hmm. right? And this mm -hmm. is something I learned from Jenny Snyder Ehrman, the, the creator of Jane the Virgin. She said, people can ignore topics. People can ignore politics. People can ignore issues, but people can ignore other people. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this book is, is um, I, I felt your heart throughout oh, reading it. You. I really thank did, you. I really did. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Not to gloss over it, but you mentioned the the Spain the Spain thing. That was the my God, and and again, not to, not too many spoiler alerts here, <laughs> but I but I do open up the book with me being deported from Spain, and then when I when I taking to a, the Spanish prison at the airport, it's me and a bunch of black people. Yeah. They just happened to be from Venezuela and Colombia and Cuba, but they were all black, and that was just so shocking to me that it didn't matter where you went in the world, like your black skin was going to be a detriment to your peaceful existence. Right. And I needed to see that because I would see that in in films and TVs in the United States, but to see it in international waters as well, I was like, wow, what is going on? You realize and, and, yeah. And if I may add, because um, the very first chapter I, I get to it, I was the my... <laughs> The biggest shock in my life was discovering I was undocumented in high school. But the first big reveal and shock for me was discovering that I wasn't white. And that happened to me right away when I got to this country, because I grew up thinking I was just a regular white kid with a beautiful olive tan, you know, and <laughs> living in my grandparents' big house in Ecuador, South America, and growing up with like maids and chauffeurs. And then I come to the United States and I move into my aunt's garage and I'm like, oh, okay. So here in the United States, we're the maids and chauffeurs. And then I, I go to my first day of public school in this country. And it was a reality I had not seen in all the films and TVs that I watched in Ecuador from the United States. Mm -hmm. Everyone I saw on the screen was blonde and blue eyed. And that's what I thought America was. So when I saw the great diversity in this country, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? What is happening? <laughs> 
the one thing that was really, I mean, I'm a theater, I'm a theater girl, and, you know, it turned now into TV film and this and that and understanding I that world. I love it. I love it. I loved reading that, like, you're, you were, you know, theater was, like, I your was a th- thing. I was a theater nerd. I was. I and was. also hearing that, like, in L.A., like, hearing that kind of energy that was surrounding the work you were doing and the work you were starting, that's refreshing, first yeah. off. Because I guess we don't really get that part because, you know, obviously... Illegally Yours Part 2 is not coming out just yet, right? (laughs) Um, What was the jump from there to TV and film? Was that just because you were in Cali and it just kind of fell into that? Or like, what was that for you? No, no. Um, So I I can honestly say that my immigration problems are what led me to this career. It Mm -hmm. led me into the arts because I come from a long line of doctors and lawyers, right? So maybe that was going to be my path. But with my immigration problems and I couldn't get financial aid and um, I, I couldn't get any type of support. I had no direction. I ended up at community college here in California. And because I had no idea how long my immigration limbo would last, I took every class that that community college had to offer. Literally went down in alphabetical order. I was like, A for anthropology, B for biology, <laughs> C for chemistry. Think about how many classes I took before I got to T in theater. Yeah. Like yeah. a million. And then it was in that class where I first started to find my self-worth and my self-esteem and my self-respect because there's something interesting about secretly needing that love from your community feeling othered feeling like you're not wanted in this country and then all of a sudden you're on a stage and people are admiring you and and loving you and clapping for you and I was like oh my god I need this I even I didn't even know why I needed it but I needed it and like I say in the book, I had been acting American my whole life. So the acting seemed like natural to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was when I did. So I started doing theater and community college, transferred to UCLA School of Theater, Film and Television, continued to do theater. Again, writing myself into existence. I start writing my own comedy shows. And it was one of those comedy shows that I toured the nation with that eventually got picked up for TV development. So I transitioned from theater to TV because I created a play that everyone wanted to exploit. And it was that simple. Again, Hollywood, people try to make it seem like, oh, it's the agents that run this town or it's the producers, it's the business, it's the lawyers. That's all bullshit. Hollywood runs on story, period. Mm-hmm. They might call it IP. Everyone calls it intellectual property. That's, that's another fancy way of saying story. So if you wrote a book, if you wrote a play, if you wrote a comic book, if you have a podcast, if you have something that people want to exploit, you have all the power in this town. Hmm. So that I realized that with the, the play that I wrote, everyone wanted to adapt it into a TV show. And that was my first experience. Granted, I was too young, too young and too inexperienced. So it was a shit show for me because I didn't fight for my voice or even worse. I was an immigrant and I was a people pleaser. Hmm. So when you're in the middle of that, TV machinery, if you don't fight for your vision, if you don't fight for your voice, it's just going to be like a Frankenstein thing with your name on it that you're not even going to like. Mm. Right. Mm. And that was that was my biggest lesson in Hollywood. Success has many parents, but failure is an orphan. When that show that we adapted didn't work, it was my fault. It didn't matter that I listened to every showrunner, producer, director, TV executive to make sure they were happy. Mm-hmm. When it didn't work, it was my fault. And again, I was like, man, maybe I don't belong in this town. <laughs> maybe I should just stick to doing plays and theater because this is crazy. <laughs> Until you realize it's like, oh, it's just this is what it is. Oh, it's this just... is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> this is just what it is. And I'm just... Oh, no, and, you know and, what? Actually, what? until I realized if I'm going to fail... I want to fail by my choices and by my merits, which is why I decided to write that TV pilot. Because I was like, okay, this thing didn't work and I played it by your rules. So now I'm going to create something on my own that could also, could probably suck. But at least if it fails, I know I did everything I could. You did it. Yeah. yeah. I think that um, that's what a lot of, and, and it's just something that um, a lot of my Latina friend, act, fellow actors, you know, we all struggle with that same thing you're speaking about where it's like oh i guess we gotta write our own stories because at the end of the day you know i mean i'm just gonna keep being overlooked right or overviewed if i don't start taking control i mean obviously imposter syndrome and like all that and 
Um, but it's like, oh, is what I have to say enough? Like, it's what I have to offer as an artist, as a human being enough. I think a lot of, especially mm. Latino artists, you know, struggle with that. Um, well, let this podcast be a testament to what, what you have to say and what you bring to the table is enough. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a reminder and all that. And I've spoken to a lot of like, especially like aspiring artists and theater students throughout my years. And I always tell them the best thing you could do is learn how to write mm -hmm. because you will never go without work if you know how to write because you absolutely. can always write yourself yep. into existence. Into existence. Um, and even that there's a moment in the book where you or you discuss like the struggle of, um, okay, well, and I, 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 it hit me hard because I'm like, yeah, totally. Um, the placement of Latino people in this country and what does that actually mean in creating space for ourselves where, you know, you came, you came to this country and you're like, oh, the black people have that. The white people got this. But what about us? Where do we go? <laughs> um, and I think that's always just, I think no matter if you're Afro-Latino, if you're white Latino, yeah. there's always that feeling of like, where do uh, I fit? And race in America is so tough. It's so tough to talk about. It's so tough to understand if you don't fit perfectly in that black and white dichotomy. Um, after all of these years, to me, race is and has always been a social construct, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is that even though race is not real, racism is very real. So right. you need the concept of race just to understand the impact of racism. It's, mm -hmm. so, it's such a mindfuck to me. Absolutely. And then it's also like, then, then, you know, the the Latina community, then the ones who deny it, it's just, they don't want to be a part of it. Or and it'd be your it. own people. And it'd be because your own people just, sometimes. Racist. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? Which leads me into another sector of this interview with you, where you are today and what you're seeing in the industry now. And if you're seeing some kind of difference and some kind of change in, in any kind of way in the work that you've been doing and the access that you have, has there been change? Do you think it's enough? What do, we, what do you think on your ends we need to do? And I say this too, as like, you know, as an Afro-Latina actress, yeah, yeah I've, se I've seen a couple of things. Yeah, I've been in for like, finally, I'm getting in for the series regulars and I'm doing that. I'm yeah, having yeah. this conversation and I'm bringing that into the audition. But at the end of the day, they're still booking the white girl, you know? So yeah. it's like what um, or not even the white, the white Latina, right? Or, or that or this. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm curious for you as being someone who's in the room where it happens. No, I'm curious for you, like, what has that been like, especially reading this book? In your experiences because you're someone who's very aware things are painfully slowly getting better <laughs> it's, it's not by any means where it needs to be and a lot of the times casting is the first place where we can start seeing some positive change but we're talking about structural power in, in hollywood that we have to change we need more executives in positions of power more producers in positions of power um we need more like directors and writers, you know, and, and we don't have enough of that. So right. I, that's what I'm hoping we continue to develop. Um, I, I, I remind people that we had better representation in the 1950s hmm. when everyone in America was accustomed to having a Latino in their living room every day in the biggest hit show in the country. And that's I Love Lucy. That's hmm. Desi Arnaz and I Love Lucy. Yep. And we're we're just trying to get back to that. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we've had slow progress and it needs to get better, but it it's not by any means where it needs to be, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in Hollywood, especially in Los Angeles, as close to like 50% Latinos in this county where Hollywood resides. And yet we're like, 5% of the speaking roles or maybe 15% of the workforce here. And that's, that's like below the line when it comes to above the line and when it comes to executives, God, we're probably like 3% right at mm. most. That's, those are disgusting numbers. That's, right. that's structural racism that no one really wants to talk about. Absolutely. But you know, we, we, the best we could do is 
tell our stories. Right. Be, be the difference we want to see in the world. And keep showing up. And keep showing up. You know, you said something at the at the beginning of this question that really hit me. I got into a big fight with a bunch of my friends not too long ago because I said, listen, you can be Latinx and not be a person of color. And they were like, what are you saying? I was like, listen, uh, I, I, I acknowledge my privilege. And I also acknowledge that there's some of us in our community that are saying, oh, my God, woe is me. I'm a person of color. And you're blonde and blue eyed. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Your experience, not, not all experiences are equal. So you have to be careful. And by the way, let's be clear. We love white people. We're not bashing on white people. All we're saying is come be, come be the change that you want to see in the world. Come, exactly. We are the world. <laughs> <laughs> I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rafa, what, um, after this, well, I mean, you're doing it, you're, you're, you know, you're talking about your book and you're, um, sharing your story with everyone. Um, and you've done incredible work so far with your, within your writing. Um, what is next for you? Well, I, I feel like in the nonprofit space, cause I help Edward James almost run the Latino film Institute. We've done a lot of good stuff with the youth cinema project and with, um, La Leaf, the Los Angeles Latino International film festival. And I, I now feel confident that I can leave that with our new directors and our new leadership. And I can strictly focus on my Hollywood work. Gina Rodriguez early on was like, you need to become a showrunner. She mm-hmm. said that to me before I even knew what a showrunner was. Then when I got into the Jane the Virgin writers room and discovered kind of like who really holds a lot of the clout and power and TV, that's kind of my goal now. I want to, I want to be able to become a showrunner so that I can help create those jobs for the people who I know are not just worthy of them, but need them the most. Uh, It's going to take a while because you have to come up the TV hierarchy and you have to take your steps and pay your dues. Uh, but I'm slowly but surely, no, I'm getting there. I'm selling a TV show here and there. Yeah, se- you know, getting a book deal, adapting this book into a TV show. You know, it, it's a, it, it, it's a long, it's a long process. It's a long, it's a long journey. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, and I can't wait to continue watching your journey. Maybe one day <laughs> working together. Yes, um, that's inevitable, my friend. Ya tu sabe, ya tu sabe, okay. <laughs> um, and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm so honored that um, you're one of us. <laughs> Thank um, you. And and I'm, I'm so um, excited to continue supporting your journey um, in this crazy thing that we call the entertainment industry. Um, you are incredibly talented. You have so much to offer, and um, it, it's. I thank you for everything that you're doing. Oh, why are you making really, me all I, emotional? I really <laughs> do. I'm really. I'm going through a moment after reading your book, but I, I do have one question for you before um, we top off this uh, interview. Um, you still got the Kirk Gibson ball? Wow! It's uh, wow. So that you know, it's so funny. Um, it was, Guys, it was, you have to read the book. I'm sorry. Okay, you have yeah. to read the book. It's chapter Field of Dreams. Oh my Anyways, god. Do you still it have was, the Kirk Gibson? I, so it's it was Steve Garvey. I was in oh. I was in, yeah, I was in love with Kirk Gibson. Oh mentira, you love no, Kirk no, Gibson but, yeah, but and Steve Garvey. You're right. Yes, my, yes, yes. My cousin gave me the Steve Garvey signed Dodger baseball. And it was, you know what? I wanted to leave that chapter as this beautiful chapter of just father and son playing catch. Mm-hmm. Um but the honest truth was that's the only time my dad and I ever played catch in our lives. Mm. As an immigrant, he never had, he worked like seven days a week and he never had time to spend with me. And I knew that, which is why I cherish that moment so much. So anyway, cut to, I don't have a baseball. So I decided to use this Steve Carvey autographed baseball and I destroyed it that day. It was destroyed. And it was yeah. heartbreaking because I loved the Dodgers so much when I first moved to this country. Um, but someone read the book and sent me a signed Steve Garvey autographed baseball. You will not believe it. I nearly cried when I opened that present. Okay. Isn't it remarkable? Steve Garvey ball is in your possession. That makes me, I honestly read that chapter and I was like, I just hope he has the ball. And you're and you're I, right because Kirk, you ended with Kirk Gibson, and that's where my mind. I, I I have a lot of things underlined here. Okay, a lot. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's because because I said Kirk Gibson and that home run in 1988 World Series when I first came to this country was like my welcome to the United States. But that baseball, you know, it was to me it was so deeply moving that someone read the book and was like, I need to give him, <laughs> I need to give re- replace that autographed baseball. But they did, and it was so great. And did you finish it all the way to the end? Yes. Okay. Are you serious right now? Then let, me, then let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this is, these are the two best gifts I ever got. I was invited to go on CBS Mornings and Gail King interviewed me. 
Yeah. And Gail King, when I walked into the the studio, she gifted me Vicks Vapor Rub that she went to buy herself. Oh, come on. Why is everybody taking my ideas of my gifts that I'm trying to give you at the end of this episode? What? <laughs> Thanks, Gail. Okay, what's the next one? <laughs> it was, but it was so beautiful. I, oh, I couldn't believe she did that. You're going to have an endless supply. <laughs> an endless supply for the rest of your life of Ivaporu, okay? <laughs> Which I had all along, but that, it was but like But that a, one, uh, is, I'm sure it's you sitting somewhere, right? You have it sitting yeah. somewhere special. It's I right love here. that. It's right, next to, it's right next to my baseball. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, you deserve, you deserve, you deserve. Thank you. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah. This is the moment of speed questions. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. Number one. Yeah. What's a play you would live in for a day? A play that I want to live in for a day? Yeah. <gasps> or it could be a musical. Moulin Rouge. I'll say Moulin Rouge because I just watched it at the Pantages the other day and I remembered Yay! how much I love that story and those songs. You saw all my good, all my good, all my good judges. Yeah, don't judge, we don't judge here. We don't judge here. <laughs> Good. Number two, what's something that didn't make into the book that you still hold on to? <gasps> oh, you can't ask me that. Um, I just did. I know. Okay, so th th this is what happened. Um, I had to share the chapters with everyone in my life to make sure that they were okay with it. Everyone was except one, and that's my best friend who came out. Um, he came out as on. Uh, no, I'm talking. He he came out as gay to me, like right right out of high school, and and his courage to do that kind of like affected me and gave me the courage to come out of the shadows. Yeah. So I wrote the chapter that way, but he was like, "I'm sorry, this is my personal life, and I don't feel comfortable you talking about it." And I fully understand why he said that, and I removed the chapter. But to this day, I'm like, "Oh God, I just wish I would have added that in the book." It was. He had, I don't think he understood how much love I have for him and what that chapter in my life meant. But yeah, that's the one I wish I would have kept in the book. I kind of remember slightly what you're speaking about. Yeah. There's yeah, a little yeah. moment that you do mention. Yeah, this but it was, it was, it was an entire chapter. It was, but it was effective. Chapter. I will let you know that okay. still was affected. The small portion that you, wow. that you dived Thank in you. there. Number three. What reminds you of home or makes you feel at home? Oh, that is such a beautiful question. Um, God, it, it probably is. Okay, I'm not gonna say Vicks Vapor Up because we just, we just talked <laughs> about it You can say no. yeah, okay, no. no. I refuse. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say um, it's, it's gotta be my mom's from ceviche. Whenever I eat my mom's from ceviche, I'm always like, it, teleports me like ratatouille all the way back to like <laughs> six years old and we know the drama with ceviche in your oh book. you already know <laughs> i will go to war i think our countries went to war over who has cr uh created by credit on ceviche peruvians or ecuadorians i'm gonna leave that one for the for the listeners to tap in <laughs> to tap in oh, we gotta leave them with something rafa <laughs> rafa it's been an absolute pleasure i've loved every minute with you oh I, me too i am huge fan like I said, I cannot wait to keep following your journey. If our listeners want to follow you and follow all the amazing things you're doing, is there a social media plug? This is the moment. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm Mr. Rafael Agustin everywhere. Uh, I, I just got on TikTok, if you can believe that. Oh, I just it's, got on yesterday. Oh, my God. It's so difficult. But it's been fun. It's been fun. But apparently... Well, you, got, you, got, you got somebody running that for you? Or are you doing it yourself? Oh, no. I, I'm working with someone. A Gen Zer, for sure. But and here's I, some, I might need their information. I'm sorry. Okay, continue. No, no. But also, <laughs> here, here's some information for all your readers that I didn't know. My publisher was like, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they don't sell books. TikTok sells books. And my God, they were right. I was able to build a little audience on TikTok who were like, oh, I love your book. I bought your book. On Instagram, people would be like, yeah, yeah, you look cool, whatever. Right, right, right. Instagram is just for show now. It's all about yeah, the tickety, it, it's yeah. all about the tickety talk. The tickety talk the does tickety it talk. all. It's so crazy. This is the world we live in. I know, and I'm. I feel so old, Rafa. <laughs> Do I can't not keep make up. me feel. Can't keep I up feel with attacked. the kids. Feel attacked. Rafa, thank you so much. Un placer. Everybody, go out and buy illegally yours. It's incredible. You won't regret it. It's so good. Or, 
or go watch seasons four and five of Jane the Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, my love. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Un abrazo. Moranita is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.